0: Section 7 of On the Witness Stand. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. On the Witness Stand. Essays on Psychology and Crime by Hugo Munsterberg. The Detection of Crime, Part 2. Yet not only the first associations are interesting. There is interest in another direction in the associations which result from a second and a third repetition of the series. Perhaps after half an hour, I go once more through the whole list. The subject gives once more his hundred replies. An analysis of the results will show that most of the words which he now gives are the same which he gave the first time. Pronouncing the words has merely accentuated his tendency to associate them in the same connection as before. If it was house, window, first, then it will probably be house, window, again. But a number of associations have been changed and a careful analysis will show that these are first of all the suspicious ones. Those words, which by their connection with the crime stir up deep emotional complexes of ideas, will throw ever-new associations into consciousness, while the indifferent ones will link themselves in a superficial way without change. To a certain degree, this variation of the dangerous associations is reinforced by the intentional effort of the suspected. He does not feel satisfied with his first words and hopes that other words may better hide his real thoughts, not knowing that just this change is to betray him. But most important is the third direction of inquiry. More characteristic than the choice and the constancy of the associations is their involuntary retardation by emotional influence. A word which stirs emotional memories will show an association time twice or three times as long as a commonplace idea. It may be said at once that it is not ordinarily necessary, even for legal purposes, that the described measurement be in thousandths of a second. The differences of time which betray a bad conscience or a guilty knowledge of certain facts are large enough to be easily measured in hundreds or even tenths of a second, though measurements for the theoretical purposes of psychology require, indeed, a division of the second into a thousand parts. In the following legal division, I shall, therefore, refer to the differences in tenths of a second only. The absolute time of associations is, of course, quite different for different persons. To link familiar ideas like chair, table, or Black white may take for the slow type more than a full second, while the alert mind may not need more than half a second. Thus, we begin by finding the average for each individual, and all our interest goes into the deviations from this average. That a certain association should take one and a half seconds would be a very suspicious retardation for the quick mind, which normally associates in three quarters, while it would be quite normal for the slow thinker. And here, again, it may be mentioned that the retardation is not always confined to the dangerous association alone, but often comes in a still more pregnant way in the following or the next following association, which on the surface looks entirely harmless. The emotional shock has perturbed the working of the mechanism, and the path for all associations is blocked. The analysis of these secondary time retardations is the factor which demands the greatest psychological skill. A few illustrations from practical life may make the whole method clearer. An educated young man of 18 lived in the house of an uncle. The old gentleman went to consult a nerve specialist in regard to some slight nervous trouble of the younger friend. On that occasion, he confided his recent suspicion that the young man might be a thief. Money had repeatedly been taken from a drawer and from a trunk. Until lately, he had had suspicions only of the servants. He had notified the police and detectives had watched them. He was most anxious to find out whether his new suspicion was true, as he wanted, in that case, to keep the matter out of court in the interest of the family. The physician, Dr. Jung, in Zurich, arranged that the young man come for an examination of his nerves. He then proposed to him a list of a hundred associations as part of the medical inspection. The physician said, head, the patient associated nose, then green, blue, water, air, long, short, five, six, wool, cloth, and so on. The average time of these commonplace connections being 1.6 seconds. But there were 37 dangerous words scattered among the hundred. Words that had to do with the things in the room from which the money was abstracted, or with the theft and its punishment, or with some possible motives. There appeared, for instance, the word thief. The association burglar seemed quite natural, but it took the boy suddenly 4.6 seconds to reach it. In the same way, police, theft, took 3.6 seconds. Jail, penitentiary, 4.2 seconds. In other cases, the dangerous word itself came with normal automatic quickness, but the emotional disturbance became evident in the retardation of the next word, For instance, key, false key, took only 1.6 seconds. But the following trivial association, stupid, clever, grew to 3 seconds. Crime, theft, came again promptly in 1.8. But the inner shock was so strong that the commonplace word cook was entirely inhibited and did not produce an association at all in 20 seconds. In the same way, bread, water, rushed forward in 1.6, but this characteristic choice, the supposed diet of the jail, stopped the associative mechanism again for the following trivial word. It would lead too far to go further into the analysis of the case, but it may be added that a repetition of the same series showed the characteristic variations in the region of the suspicious words. While crime had brought theft the first time, it was the second time replaced by murder. Discover brought the first time wrong. The second time, grasp. In the harmless words, There was hardly any change at all, but finally a subtle analysis of the selection of words and the retardations pointed to sufficient details to make a clear diagnosis. The physician told the young man that he had stolen— The boy protested vehemently. Then the physician gave him the subtle points unveiled by the associations, how he had bought a watch with the money and had given presents to his sister, and the boy confessed everything and was saved from jail by the early discovery. The brutalities of the third degree would hardly have yielded such a complete result, nor the technicalities of legal evidence either. Of course, this case is that of a highly sensitive mind with the strong feelings of a bad conscience. A professional tough criminal would not show such intense emotions and hence not such long retardations if he were as unsuspicious and unaware of the purposes of the experiment as that boy was. But what would be the situation of such a trained criminal who had no conscience and who knew beforehand that the experiment was to determine whether or not he lied or spoke the truth? In that case, another group of facts is to be considered. We might expect from such a subject very little lengthening of the simple association time by emotion, but instead of it, a considerable lengthening by conscious effort to avoid suspicious and dangerous associations, provided that he were anxious to hide the damaging truth. As soon as a critical word were offered, he would be on the lookout not to betray the first word which came over the threshold of consciousness, but to make sure first that it was harmless and to replace it if it were dangerous. Experiment shows that such watching and conscious sanctioning takes time, and the replacing of the unfit word by a fitting word brings still larger loss of time. Nobody is able to look out for the harmlessness of his associations and yet to associate them with the average quickness with which the commonplace ideas are brought forth. If the dangerous words show association times of unusual shortness, it is necessary to suppose that the subject of the experiment makes no effort to suppress the truth. The short time proves that he lets the ideas go as they will, without his sifting, sanctioning, and retouching. Even the best bluffer will thus be trapped in his effort to conceal anything by time differences which he himself cannot notice. As an illustration of a case of such a type, I may speak of experiments that I carried on recently for several days in a western penitentiary with a self-confessed multi-murderer. He played the star witness in a trial against a man whom his confession accused as an accomplice. It made hardly a difference whether the view of the prosecution or the view of the defense was taken. Seen from any side, the witness offered a psychological problem of unusual interest, and its importance did not decrease when it was found out through the verdict of the jury that the defendant was innocent and had no connection with the crimes of the witness. No side doubted at any time that this was one of the most persistent murderers of modern time, and no side could deny that he was, during the trial, an imperturbable witness with the mildest manners, with quiet serenity, and with the appearance of a man who has found his peace in God. The first problem for the psychologist was whether the confession of the witness was a chain of conscious lies or whether he himself really believed what he told the court. No outer evidence was fit to settle this question of his mental attitude, and it seemed thus interesting to study whether it might be possible to decide it by the association method. I had the good chance to see the murderer at once on the witness stand. As my seat was at the small table of the attorneys for the prosecution, I had him only a few feet from me for careful observation. I cannot deny that my impression on that first morning was very unfavorable. His profile, especially the jaw, appeared to me most brutal and vulgar. I also saw at once the deformation of an ear, the irregularity in the movement of the eyes, and the abnormal lower lip. That this was the profile of a murderer seemed to me not improbable, but that this man had become a sincere religious convert seemed to me quite incredible. Yet I did not consult my antipathies. I had to rely on my experiments, which I started the following day. This is, of course, not the place to set down a scientific report of the nearly 100 groups of tests and experiments which were completed. They belong in scholarly archives. Most of them referred to the memory, the attention, the feelings, the will, the judgment, and the suggestibility. Our interest here belongs only to the association experiments and to some related tests. Thus, the report here covers only a small section of the case and ignores entirely everything which does not refer to the subjective veracity. I told the witness directly that I had come to examine his mind and find out what was really at the bottom of his heart. He at once declared himself perfectly ready to undergo any test. If he thought that he, the experienced poker player, could easily hide his inmost mind and could deceive me with cant and lies, I turned the tables on him quickly. I began with some simple psychological tricks with which every student of psychology is familiar but which were naturally unknown and somewhat uncanny to the witness. For instance, I covered one of his eyes and asked him to fixate with the other eye a little cross on the table, and to watch at the same time a scent piece, which I moved at the side of the cross. Suddenly, I told him that he would not see the scent more. Indeed, it had disappeared, and as he did not know that we all have a blind spot at the entrance place of the optical nerve in the retina, he was much struck by my foreknowledge of such a defect in his eye. Or I showed him the drawing of a stair, which he saw as such. Observing his eye movements, I told him that he now did not see the stair any more, but an overhanging wall, And again, he was astonished at my knowing everything in his soul. In a similar way, I used some tactical illusions, and soon he was entirely under the spell of the belief that I had some special scientific powers. End of Section 7